This podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no E's dot com. Blueberry with no E's dot com. Remember, you drop the E's. You're listening to the AutoCast Radio Network. The very best in online radio. Log in, kick back, and turn us up. Cast Radio. We supply your anime fix. I think that dirty thoughts are very bad. And you want to know what else I think? I need to see you, Johnny. The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to the Bonsai Beat, your weekly window into the world of anime, featuring all the latest news, episode reviews, and discussion. This week on the Bonsai Beat, Zardin Review is now and then, here and there. We also bring you Funimation news from Anime Expo 2009, along with how Japanese businessmen are destroying the 3G infrastructure due to internet porn. That, DVD picks, and so much more on the Bonsai Beat. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bonsai Beat. This is episode 41. I am Jellicoon. And Zoldar is MIA, so if he shows up, he shows up. Um, if he doesn't, by the time I get around to doing a review, we'll just pick a new one and uh, go from there. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you can reach us at area code 646-652-2487. Uh, there, we will uh, can discuss the weekly news and anything else that's on your mind, anime-related. We've got news, as always, some website news, actually. As it relates to the Oticast Radio Network, which you heard a promo for, we now own www.oticastradio.com. That's O-T-A-K-A-S-T-R-A-D-I-O.com. Got some really kick-butt stuff going on. A brand new show called Anime Remix. Uh, sounds really interesting, really neat. So, you know, they're coming along. We may have a new female, what we call her, co-host or web editor, I, I don't know. So yeah, lots of good stuff coming out the Otacast radio network side of things. On the Bonsai Beat side of things, eh, same old, same old. Okay. 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 This week in Anime News, brought to you by Anime News Network. <clears throat> yes, thank you to the Anime News Network people. As always, bringing us the news. Um, unfortunately, we're starting on a somber note. Um, the Zensukai 1989 director, Takuji Endo, has passed away today. Um, he was a madhouse animator and worked on the Lotus Wars, uh, X Project. Oh, sorry, X is just one other thing. So he looked on the wor- Lotus Wars. Uh, Pat Labor, the W13, I'm not familiar with that recently, uh, Paranoia Agent, and as recent as the Lilo and Stitch remake, um, he passed away here today, and that's all that really ANN is saying, unfortunately. Um, there's no cause of death or, you know, how old he was, and, um, you know, um, to his family and whatnot, uh, you know, may you rest in peace. Um, you know, it sucks to see anyone die, but 
Uh, I have a feeling this guy was pretty young, but again, I really don't know much about him, so I'm not going to say too much. Um, <coughs> moving on, excuse me, the New York Times manga bestseller list, and the reason I br- and this is through uh, June 28th through July 4th, and the reason I bring this up um, is because the number of manga titles in this bestseller list for the week, typically there are one maybe two, uh, you know, Fruits Basket and usually Naruto. This week there are four. <clears throat> um, Naruto as always, Fruits Basket as always, but some newcomers, um, um, Bleach, Negma, Haruhi, Oran, and Lucky Star. Naruto was first, uh, number 45, Fruits Basket number 23 came in as second, Naruto number 43 came in in third. Naruto 44 came in fourth. Bleach number 27 came in at fifth. Naruto 42 came in at sixth. Uh, Negma uh, Neo number two came in at seventh. The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya number three <coughs> came in at number eight. That's a new entry. Um, Oran High School Host Club number 12 came in at number nine. And Lucky Star number one cracks the number ten list, or cracks number ten in the list. Um, I haven't actually gone out and ch- got the manga myself yet, but um, I'm interested in seeing uh, what all the hubbub is about the manga wise. Um, <clears throat> so that was the top ten list, the New York best time bestsellers list. Pretty pretty neat stuff. They get more manga in there and. I think it really shows the telling strength of Lucky Star, and and um, you know, like the you know, the anime is widely hugely successful. Same with Suzumiya Haruhi, um, you know, very very popular anime. Um, but now the manga counterparts are getting just as popular, and I think it's pretty neat to see that, especially Lucky Star, because um. You know, for me personally, I, I like Lucky Star, but I don't understand the hardcore fanaticism. And the same can be said for Haruhi Suzumiya. I like the show, but it's got such an occult following. It's just like, well, what the heck is so great? And typically, um, <clears throat> you know, these shows are taken from the manga, uh, so maybe there's something in there we're not seeing. So definitely go check it out. Um, good stuff on the list. The one-to-one scale life-size Gundam has finally, finally, really been completed. Um, so remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how that Japan was making that huge life-size Gundam. Well, it's finally complete with all the sexy lights and everything else it could want. and um, It's been done, it's already going, and... Uh, you can go view it now if you're in Japan. Um, <clears throat> the creator Yoshiyuki Tumo, which is an actor, and actor Toru Furua, and singer, uh, it's Gekt, G-A-C-K-T, Gekt. <laughs> They're all going to be at the unveiling on this uh, today here. So, it looks pretty freaking epic. Um, 
I'll try to explain as best as possible. If you want to check out AnimeNewsNetwork.com, they have a YouTube of the uh, statue, and it's all lit up. Um, it's got the blue lights on it, and it's got mist, and the ground looks like a neon, kind of like um, like it's walking through nuclear waste. It's got that green glow to it. And uh, the eyes light up and all kinds of crazy stuff. It looks really spectacular. And honestly, I don't get why they are going to be tearing it down here. They're not keeping it, you know, a sta permanent statue. I honestly think with the amount of time and energy put into the project, why aren't they... Um, Why aren't they keeping this up permanently? I mean, like, use this as something to attract um, your audience to, or, I mean, your, you know, your travelers to, you know, bring people foreign, bring foreigners, bring something so, you know, the Gundam fans can be like, oh my god, there's another awesome thing we gotta see. But no, they're gonna tear it down here not too long from now. I, I honestly don't know the timeline for that. I just know it's not a permanent thing, and I think that's really terrible. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> you know, last couple weeks ago, you know, we were talking about how they were wanting to make an anime manga museum for um, tourism, and it was shot down, and now that, you know, they got something this pretty freaking epic. It's not every day you see a Gundam statue that's life-sized that lights up you know, that, you know, can bring the tourism, uh, and they're going to tear it down. I mean, I, I think it's really a shame, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, check out the YouTube video. I mean, I'm pretty sure you go on YouTube and type in, you know, life-size life -size Gundam statue, etc., etc. Hayao Miyazaki's Comic-Con International Visit is going to be set for July 24th. You know, a couple weeks ago we'd mentioned that Hayao Miyazaki said, hey, I'll come to Comic-Con and, uh, you know, promote Ponyo as it's coming out in August here. But you, if you're going to Comic-Con, you can meet Hayao Miyazaki. The New York Times news newspaper is reporting that Ponyo director Hayao Miyazaki's first visit to San Diego's Comic-Con International is scheduled for July 24th. According to the newspaper, the director of Spirited Away, House Moving Castle, and the like, and other award-winning classics... Well, a dressing room of full, uh, full of 6,500 Myers. Uh, CCI's Hall H. Hall, yes, Hall H is the only room in the convention that can handle an audience that big. CCI will not officially post its schedule until Thursday. So, this is kind of more of a sneak peek, and, um, wow, 30, 30, uh, 6,500 people is amazingly huge. And I would guess. You're going to be getting in there early, getting in the line early, just to check this out. Because, man, I would personally love to meet Hayao Miyazaki and at least say thank you for these great works of, of art. You know, um, I wonder if anything uh, interesting will be said in terms of maybe the Ponyo release or if he's working on something new already or something like that. But yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff. If you're going to go to the Comic-Con, I mean, have a good time. You meet Hayao Miyazaki. 
uh, Escaflone movie gets a U.S. Blu-ray release on September 1st. So, more anime comes to Blu-ray. Uh, the North American anime distributor Bandai Entertainment, not to be confused with Bandai Visual, who is now dead, R.I.P., they will release Kazuke Akane's Escaflone movie. Uh, it's going to be both in English <clears throat> and Japanese dubbing. Um, as well as English subtitles. Um, the film is based on the vision of Escaflone. Uh, I'll be honest, I couldn't tell you if that's an OVA or a retelling of the story. I've only watched one episode of Escaflone. I have the entire complete collection sitting in my DVD cabinet, but haven't drug it out yet to, to watch it. Um, it's on the list of to-do. But yes, if you are a fan of Escaflone, which I know many of you are, you can now get the awesome, awesome Blu-ray release. And I apologize for being fashionably late, but those of us that share the sophisticated British sense of humor must always be fashionably late. So <laughs> Britain, what have they ever done for anybody? Nothing. Hey, they share the sophisticated British sense of humor. Well, I'm just mentioning how Escaflone is getting a Blu-ray release. But it's Escaflone the movie, not Escaflone the TV series. So it's going to even be even more confusing because the movie takes out all the things that might make it actually understandable. That's a good idea. Oh, okay. Okay, good. So you can actually say, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Because, yeah, I've only seen one episode of Escaflone, so. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I like the movie, but it's very, and if you're definitely, if I had a HD TV, that would be the blu-ray that i would get because it is incredibly beautifully animated i tried to i watched the movie first and then i tried to watch the series and it took me a long time to get over the complete lack of animation (laughs) in the series and i usually don't care about such things but uh the the animation in the series is nothing like (laughs) the animation movie i mean the animation in the movie is pretty yeah, I only you saw have, the first you episode. Half, so. You have spent half the time going, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> well, even, even more so than you do in most anime. Yeah, because like the first episode is like, I'm running track. Oh, hey, there's a guy with a sword running after a dragon. But now I'm back in his world. Okay. MangaGamer.com acquires the rights to Shuffle Romance Visual Novel, and they are also acquired the rights to Higurashi. So, this adult, so starting with Shuffle, it's spun off... Uh, it was originally an adult game that inspired two anime TV series. There was Shuffle. What's that? Which the series were not adult. No, 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 no. Funimation even acquired the first series. Yeah. Um, which I did a uh, review on. So if you're interested in it, go check it out. Episode 32, I want to say. Supposed to be good. No, that's my it. canon episode. Uh, 34, 35, somewhere in there. It's called Reshuffle of the Deck. Oh, Shuffle, the uh, adult game, has been picked up by MangaGamer.com. And they said it's going to be really cheap and for download only. Um, like I said, they also picked up Higurashi When They Cry. will also be available as a download from MangaGamer.com. My comments on the when they, getting the When They Cry game. What the hell? The, the anime is bad enough. The game is probably going to be worse. Like we should probably should not call it a game. That's misleading. It's they call it in Japan a sound novel, which is highly hilarious. It's basically a visual novel. The interaction <clears throat> that you have with it is next to nothing from everything I have heard. Oh. Uh, 
but it, it it's fairly hilarious actually because those of you who know me from um, DVD on anime.com all maybe none of you probably but maybe. hey yeah. the I was asking anybody if anyone was going to carry it or if anybody did and the next day this company announced that they were going to be carrying it so they got I made clothes. the joke that maybe I should send them a, a basket of flowers and say you really didn't have to pick this up just for me but thank you <laughs> yeah. but I heard a story that they did not mind the English Naka, the English translations. Trans, uh, I've translations. heard that as well. I don't know. No, they weren't being all uppity, like, "Oh my God, you're copywriting our shit." No, it was. But hey, I'm I'm more happy, I'm happy for them to get money. So. No, exactly. Now we get it legitly, and people are getting their monies. It's going to the right yep. place. Because I mean. Pfft. Uh, you know, we both can say, you know, they didn't get that stuff illegally to begin with. So, now, yes. If you reviewed Shuffle, can yes. I ask you this? How scared should we be for downloading it in America? Because from what I remember from the anime, there were a couple characters that were um, of questionable age. No, they were all in high school. I mean, They were all in high school? Okay. Yeah, but cool. I mean, they are... I'm, I am going based on drawing, and in, as anybody who's probably done been in anime long enough knows, you can judge nothing on that at all. Correct. A 15-year-old looks like they're six in yeah. anime. <laughs> yes. So, there you, um, go. you know, they were all in high school, and I don't know if it was different from the game. Obviously, it must have been. Pers- I, mean, I mean, granted, Japan can have... High school girls get naked all they want because it's legal over there. But I would think if they're going to bring this to the United States, well, you know, they've all, seeing as they are bringing it to the United States, I would think. Isn't the company that's doing the downloading, though, based in the Netherlands? That's what I thought I heard. Okay, yeah, I believe you're right. Okay. But, I mean, you still got to abide by U.S. law. We can't have minors getting naked and. Sexing everywhere. Um, I will assume they'll all be eighteen and seniors in high school, just uh, just like the the anime. I will assume they were eighteen in the anime as well. I know in the anime they were all in high school, and that was about it. (laughs) Okay, I will rate for a review then and see uh, and look at getting it. Exceed to import the sky sky crawlers game for the U.S. Wii. Oh, what the hell? Why did I just say for the Wii? Anyway, yes. So if you like Flight Sim, Bandai Namco, basically made by the Ace Combat team, and it is going to be shipping this year, you can get Skycrawlers. Yeah! On the Wii! A flight game for the Wii scares me. Seems pretty interesting. I mean, how are you... Because... I don't play flight sims because they are for too freaking complicated, even on a PC where you have multiple input modes. On the Wii, it seems like they're going to have to dumb it down so much. Oh, well, you're going to have your uh, yoke. There you go. I don't know how that might turn out. That's, uh, I would assume you hold the nunchuck in your right hand or left hand, and then you use the wand as your yoke. You hold it like you would, you know... And then go up, down, you know, push it forward, push it back to go down and up. This is some fun news I found over the week. In the intro, I said that businessmen were killing um, Japan's 3G infrastructure. And I I was wrong. I reread this story before I recorded that intro. It's just Japan in general. And they're killing it with porn. 
It's gotten oh, so oh. bad. Japan has a $78 billion 3G infrastructure. But the need for por- videos, for porn videos, has basically <laughs> turned this thing <laughs> to a crawl. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, I feel really, as someone else said before, and I forget who this was, I feel really bad for the people who inter- who um develop these great cool things like the internet, like the iPhone, and they quickly become just a way for people to get porn. Yes. Yeah. Japan. <laughs> it, it's the- truly strange that Japan has one of the b- lowest, well, I suppose it's not actually, if you think about it, has one of the lowest birth rates in the world, and they have the best 3G network in the world, but well, they're they got the best it. internet in the world. They're freaking fiber everything. Japan. Yes, and they're killing it with porn. Japan. The irony ja- level is high. Yes. It's so wonderful. They've got 3G, they've got 4G on their cell phones, they've got fiber internet for like 40 bucks. You get a 100 megabit symmetrical connection for 40 freaking dollars, depending on where you live in Japan. That is amazing. I would so, okay, kill for um, those speeds. How hard is it to get Japanese citizenship and learn Japan and Japanese and find a job there? Oh, that's right. It's oh, impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, like, Japan's 3G network is taking a pounding from porn-hungry users who are eagerly... <laughs> Slurping up capacity to uh, to the point that providers have been, have been obliged to impose limits on on unlimited net privilege, uh, packages. So you know, here in the states, you know, you can get quote unquote unlimited bandwidth from you know T-Mobile or Sprint, but in reality, there's a five gigabyte cap. Well, I guess over in Japan, when you say unlimited, you get unlimited, but it's gotten so bad. So they're not going to go, okay, um, we got to rethink our strategy here and start imposing. According to Bloom... Well, what you just do is you just tax porn downloads. Well, they probably already do. Use the mo- and use the money to improve the infrastructure. Hey, why? <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Why would... That's not fair to the... That's not fair to the people providing the porn. <laughs> it's not their fault that the freaking cell phone... Yes, but they're co- porn providers. Come on. Yeah, still, business is business. If I, I agree, hey, if I were no. to say, okay, their bandwidth shortage is so bad due to educational videos being downloaded, you wouldn't say, oh, just tax no, that stuff. Because it's not porn. Educational videos have a higher moral function than porn. <laughs> I, th- I, things are not in my life are not moral neutral. Yeah, okay. Well, according to Bloomberg, Domoco and KDDI Corp are feeling the heat, especially around midnight. When quote unquote, <laughs> <laughs> when heavy when users people, spike, when the do people s- in Japan watch porn rather than making children with their wife? Yes, Midnight, exactly. The quote unquote heavy users spike slow for the seventy-four billion dollar network. A typical customer uh, is thirty-two-year-old Tokyo travel agent Takeshi, who coughs up six thousand three hundred yen a month for the unlimited deal. Allowing him to download adult movies on his mobile phone. That's about 66 bucks a month. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're watching porn on your mobile phone. That, this is, yeah, your 3G is your, mo- is your cell phone. What is that screen? Like an, a po- the size of a postage stamp? Hell no, they've gotten way bigger now. You can get like four to five inch screens. Okay, yes, I was being hyper- it was hyperbole, <laughs> but still. I don't want to watch porn on a four to five inch screen, okay? Maybe I'm crazy. 
I've never understood the <laughs> cell phone manga that they do in Japan, but especially if it's Japanese porn, things are going to be small enough to begin with if you let's not watch it on a small screen. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably bad. But, yeah. you know, hey, score one for stereotypes. Yes. Around 91 of, a, of Takeshi's fellow citizens now surf via the... Sorry, 91 million, not 91. Now surf via the 3G network. And Japan's online pornography business is growing at a rate of around 1,000 new customers a day. <laughs> On the biggest say, sites, some punters coughing upwards of 10,000 yen to sign up. It's $105 a month. For porn. For I porn. One such... Do, do they have openings for Westerner people yeah. in the Japan Japanese porn industry? Uh, yeah. Never mind. One, one, smut mong one such smut monger, Soft On Demand, has seen revenues from its mobile site leap over 40% in the, in the year to March 2009. Around 15 million uh, yen is made per month. Off of this. Let me repeat what I said before. Do they have opening? <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen million yen a month. Okay. Even in Japan, where the cost of living is high, that is a crapload of money. So now, someone from the telecom industry said pornography will eventually open a debate about how carriers should modify their business model as data traffic swells. It may. It may. Um, prompt even higher access restrictions so uh yeah here's the thing though they video neutrality in japan don't they i have no clue um well here's what i want to say them. though first off there must be a lot of people watching a lot of videos because like i'm trying to think like a typical cell phone video is only a couple hundred kilobytes maybe right. a meg I mean, I who maybe there's a full videos. I don't know. Uh, but here's still the thing: not going to be large. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you're doing it for a an iPod Touch or iPad Video, or you know, over there they've got pretty darn sophisticated, um, you know, cell phones. But you know, in the bottom line, this is data going across the cell phone's network, mm -hmm. and. Video is becoming more and more and more wanted, accepted, and I think it's just part of it's just the network not being able to be ready for capacity for, um, you know, video in general. Yeah, they use porn in this example, but I mean, you know, people sending each other video clips or, you know, hey, we went to the fair and saw this or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But... I have a feeling more and more it's going to start swinging the U.S. way, where they're going to start implementing caps and stuff like that. So, one final story, which is rather humorous. I found this on Gizmodo. It says, Beware, criminals! Japanese police now equipped with, with chintzy, inaccurate paintball guns. So, as you know... Beautiful. Uh, only guns uh, can be carried by police officers. You cannot own a gun in Japan. Such a wonderful idea. Hey, I, look at the number of murders they got. I mean, they're still there, but... Anyway, this isn't a debate about firearms. Sorry, 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 yes. This is correct. So, this they're finding a new non-lethal way, you know, to help curb, you know, uh, 
the stuff, you know, you know, you got tasers, but you know, people die. You can't die paintballs. Um, paintball guns for police sort of make sense. If you live in a country incredibly admitted crim timid criminals. Now the funny thing is the video really says a lot of things. Now first off, the paintball guns don't look like a paintball gun. It looks like um kind of like a tube and then you push a button in the front. So you kind of just hold it out in front of you. And it's, <laughs> e and it's even got a laser sight. But the funny thing, the Damn, video... that's awesome. Yes. The video, <laughs> that would make playing paintball cool. Yes. And it's, <laughs> and yeah, it's small and it's miniature. It's not a, you know, a full force paintball gun. Awesome. The funny thing is, is the video itself. They show a guy run, driving around in a Vespa and the cops chasing him in the car. And they're sticking their 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 hand out the window and firing this paintball gun. And you almost wonder, like, are they gonna stop? Like, they shoot him in the back and they get his his white shirt full of orange paint. And the guy stops. <laughs> you know, and this is just been done in a parking lot as a demonstration, not a you know, hey, let's go ripping down the road at two hundred you know kilometers an hour. He'll be recognizable. And then they, other people can pick him out of a crowd, and he can't hide in a crowd. Yes, that's what Kizmodo said. Because I, I would expect the reason they don't use actual real guns, besides not wanting to kill people. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if there are not many crimes where it would bother me. I mean, yeah, we probably shouldn't shoot somebody, who, even in the leg, who is shoplifting. But, they, you know... I'm just trying if to you think. The somebody most... and you're running from the police, it doesn't bother me if they kill you. Well, yeah, and you know, in the, in the paintballs, you know, or like the rubber bullets or the, you know, right. they leave a welt. I mean, they hurt. Yes, they do. So, I mean, they get your attention, but it was so funny, though. They're really inaccurate. They showed um, the laser pointer, and they have this target. So the cop, you know, uses the laser pointer, waves it around, gets it aimed up. The bull, the the bullet goes past the target and hits someone's car that's parked away from the target. <laughs> <laughs> and they show him wiping the car off, like oh crap. So uh, I I just funny. found this funny just because of, you know, uh, how, you know how I long just, before we have the paintball war in Japan mm -hmm. where you know. There's a riot because half the people get hit by paintballs and the yes. cops don't know who the real criminal is. Yeah, my whole thing. Uh, was, someone said. Yeah, I just thought this this was a pretty funny story, just because, you know, it's kind of humorous. It's not something you hear about every day. No. <laughs> you know? paintball guns. Yes, yeah, like, stop! Oh, shit! I'm wearing a white pressed shirt! Better do what he says. You know, not that he's a cop or anything. <laughs> yes, he's gonna get me orange! Now, but did they actually say that they have timid criminals in Japan? Yes, living in a country of timid criminals, which I... Uh, um... Now, you know, I've never lived in Japan, but didn't the criminals in Japan, like, shh, assassinate a politician recently? Uh, recently? I don't think so. I mean, recently, as in, like, a year ago. Um, um not that I'm aware of. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, then. I mean, back the... in the day, I remember that old video from, like, 1970. No, no, was... not that long ago. It's been, okay. like, in the last two years. Yeah, I uh, don't know. But... I, I would not call the major criminals in Japan timid. Well, oh, hell no. They're, like, hardcore. Like, <laughs> hey, I got this Let's think about knife. this. 
The Yakuza make the mob look like children. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's Do the they mob, have stupid though. criminals in Japan? Hey, I, I think if the ma, if the Japan police see a, someone from the Yakuza, they aren't gonna go like, "Stop! I got a paintball gun." <laughs> I will hit you with a paint gun. No, because I think the they're gonna be whipping out their gun, and yeah, exactly. I don't think they're gonna be like, "Hey, hey, you Yakuza member, that's right, got a paintball gun, bitch! I'll mess up your your suit." Your suit, yes. That'd be so funny. I'd like to see them actually try that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Norway has timid criminals. Maybe it would make sense for them to use this there, but I don't see this as making sense in Japan. It really wouldn't bother me to give the Japanese mach- uh, cops machine guns. But <laughs> Well, they can have handguns. I mean, seriously, it wouldn't bother me. That's... No. I have... Law and order is very important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Japan has crime of crime just like anywhere else. Exactly. No, it's not. Yeah, just... they have less of it, extremely, oh, yeah. I, which I don't understand given the things that they have in their culture. Well, but... they have. I think they have less extreme crime. They have more petty crime. I mean, I well, read, right, I, I read they Japan have ex- today. Things that you can argue would contribute to extreme crime as part of their culture. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the Akihabara killings. Look at the killings back in 2007 where the kids were murdering their fathers. Mm-hmm. And they blamed Higurashi and they blamed... School days, you know, they preempted those, and, you know, Japan still has brutal murders. But yeah. this time it's more brutal, because you're the one holding the knife. You know, they're not, they have to actually go work, compared to these guys yeah. in the U.S. and wherever. They have to, you know, I want to shoot a gun from this moving car. No, you'd exactly. have to, like, I'm going to stab you out the window with a Zoro sword, if you live in Japan. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is true that guns don't kill people. People do, but guns sure as hell make it a whole hell of a lot easier. Yes. If you're going to kill someone with a knife, you have to really want to freaking kill them. I know. <laughs> I mean, so yes, I am a big proponent of gun control, if you haven't guessed yet. But, uh, oh, holy shit. Wow, 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 wow. Um, wow, we are already at 946. Holy crap. Yeah, we're off way off topic again, so. Um, anyway. Wow. Uh, let's take a quick break here. Um, play a quick promo. For another Otacast show, um, yeah, time goes time. Time goes fast when you're having fun. Yes, it does. So, I'm in the wrong directory. Should I start my review of now and then here and there? Or hit your review up right after this promo. Okay. Have you ever found yourself in this situation? You're browsing your local bookstore's manga section, and you just don't know what to get. If so, check out a podcast dedicated to manga, Mangumi. Every week, Freak will review current and classic manga titles, letting you know if they should be a must-read or you should just leave it on the shelf. For more information, check out www.blogtalkradio.com front slash Mangumi. That's M-A-N-G-U-M-I. So how much do they have to try your arm to get you to start doing advertisements? You would think with an upbeat intro such as this, the show would be upbeat. You would be wrong. Very, very wrong. Unlike When They Cry, though, what makes this show wonderful is that it does for you. 
Alrighty then, that's enough of that. Sorry. It is a great song, and we should play it out when we finish, because it is an absolutely wonderful song. One of the great things about this anime is the music, but I'll get to that in a moment. But un- unlike When They Cry, and I kind of am spoiling it for you a little bit by telling you that it's brutal. Emotionally. Uh, incredibly brutal. <clears throat> and there's some feedback on my endowed, so, so you know. Um... It, it's emotionally brutal. It's, it is physically brutal in some instances. But yeah, it is definitely emotionally brutal. But it starts off, and it fools you. The first episode, I actually, after watching the first episode, I actually thought, gee, I'm not going to like this. It's just like any other anime that I have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I actually do not know if this came out before Naruto, but the main character is a lot like Naruto, and that he's, everything is always going to be great. Everything is always going to be wonderful, and I am just going to try until I do it. We, in fact, see him fighting in a match in the first episode, and he does it completely without strategy, just by going straight forward, and he, of course, loses. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't let it affect him. He's still Mm -hmm. this upbeat, incredibly upbeat kid. But then we get to the second episode. I'm not going to tell you well, what exact, what happens at the end of the first episode, because I would spoil it for you a little bit, and this is one I don't want to spoil. But this, let, us, let me just say that from the second episode on, it becomes one of the most brutal animes I have ever seen. Yeah. And it is because the first episode is so very unbrutal. And the animation style is very unbrutal. It's very unrealistic. It's almost... Uh, it's not chibi, but it's almost chibi. Mm-hmm. The Everything is soft colors. Everything is very pastel. And that, con- that, that contrast is what makes it work. But the main character stays throughout the entire time. Everything is going to be wonderful. Everything will all work out. Everything is going to be great. Some people find this annoying. I think Jellicoon finds this annoying. Uh, but... I think it does. He is a good representation of the indomitable nature of the human spirit, which does eventually win out. Um, well, it starts with one of the strangest intros that I've ever seen, and that it has a quote that I'm not sure I completely understand. Uh, it's basically that since ten, val- since 10 billion years is so ephemeral, it's, it uh, creates such fondness in the heart. Now, the one interpretation of this is that when he – at the end of the first episode, he goes 10 billion years into the country, the planet's future. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think they give anywhere else in the show an indication that he is still on Earth. That is an explanation. It's not the one I like the best because if you're 10 billion years into the Earth's future, it would ex- explain why the sun is now about 300 times the size it was uh, in the first episode. Hey, now, you do you see – Get to the damn the, get to the story portion. That's, all right, <laughs> you do see in the second episode that the um, the sun is much larger. I, I can't give too much away about the story, but they just say he goes somewhere where. No, go ahead, you know, go ahead and he, spoil he, it if you have to. No, no, he he meets a girl who has some sort of magical powers and control over water. There you go. In in the in <clears> the um world that he is in, water is an incredibly precious resource. So this, um, can I curse? Of course. It's a podcast. Okay. I don't, just checking. This incredibly batshit insane. And that's about the only word you can use to describe this guy. Batshit insane. Hondo. Named Hondo. (laughs) Military leader. Is trying to find this lady and kidnap her. And 
this is when it gets really brutal. He basically ends up torturing our main character, who's about 12, and torture that would make um, the guy who used to be our vice president smile. Um, and, you know, he kidnaps children and make, to, who make up the main portion of his army. Of course, the children that are in the army are all men. The children that are women, well, they're being used to produce more children. And we'll just leave that there. It is incredibly, incredibly brutal. It is moving because it is so incredibly brutal. Brutal. The title, I think, and this is open to debate, but the title, I think, says that these things are going on now. They're probably going to continue going on then. They are going on here, and these things are going on in America. They are probably going to continue going on there. Uh, I mean, there are child soldiers in Africa currently. I'm sure there are probably regimes in Africa that breed children like slaves mm -hmm. and in other places. And there are um, child sex slaves in America. Thankfully, there are not many of them, but there are some. Wow. Uh, you know, watch, <laughs> watch MSNBC on the weekend, and this is what you learn. Well, so, yeah. So, the, so yeah, the story is, I don't mean to take away from you, but... um. It's incredibly brutal. Yeah, it's hard because, like, the kid whose name is, uh, Shu. Shu, yes. Um, he, so what basically happens, he meets this girl named Lala Roo. And. It's away again. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, um, they're sitting on these smokestacks just looking at the sunset. And all of a sudden, this me mechanical robot takes Lala Roo and she's saying, please help me. Just please help me. So Shu fights back and they end up in this alternative universe, like, like, uh, Zodar said, you know, water is very precious, and they're basically Shu is made to become this soldier, um, and he's basically told become a soldier or die, your choice. Well, he refuses. So, as punishment, he's hung out in the sun, all of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yes, um, I mean, it's the, the religious overtones are not as blatant as some things. Like, they never mention them specifically no. like they do in Evangelion, but they're there. Yes. They are there. Um, he's given no food, no water for days. He's basically on the brink of death, and they say, you've got an option. Either become a soldier, or we'll leave you out here. So he begrudgingly agrees to become a soldier, but um, he's always fighting with his teammates, I don't know, you call them sol fellow soldiers, you know. Fellow soldiers, yeah. Saying, hey, this is wrong, you know. Um, one scene, for example, they go into a village and they say, we want your women and children. And the men say, no, we're not giving you our men and children, or women and children. You know, what you're doing is wrong and disgusting and not right. And basically, uh, the other children and the, so the soldiers are ordered to to take all the women and children and they blow up the village with all the remaining men and um you know so uh basically and these I, are children yes. that are doing this these are and, child soldiers yes. that are doing this and the and the a lot of the children some of the children know what they're doing is wrong but they say but look they do it anyway. yeah no they say we have no option it's either we do this or we die and we want to live um right. So, that's the show, basically, and I don't want to go too far into spoilers, but this show is not a fun show. This show, emotionally, is pretty brutal, but 
I think it's rewarding. Uh, it's a highly, highly regarded, respected show. It's one of the few things when Central Park Media went under that were immediately picked up by somebody else. It is incredibly, incredibly good. It is it is incredibly brutal. I mean, you don't watch it if you're, you're prone to depression or you're already in a depressed mood. Not recommended. But it is, it does end well, and it's very moving, and I think it was a story that needed to be told because mm-hmm. I do think these things still go on. Mm-hmm. Um we should probably talk. Send a couple minutes because we're at ten fifty-seven. Talking about the dub. Oh, we can go the after. We can go after a little the bit. dub for. Okay, well, the dub for this is absolutely amazing. I do not generally like dubs. I generally watch everything subtitled, um, generally because I think dubs are crap. Mm-hmm. But the the dub for this is absolutely amazing. For example, the guy that plays Hamdo should probably be more famous oh. than Crispin Freeman. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know what? He, you know what I find funny about Hondo? Incredible. What dictator has a bowl cut? <laughs> <laughs> I know, granted, granted. But, I mean, you, Hamdo is absolutely – must have been impossible to play because you have to go from – in one scene, he he basically kills a cat by breaking its neck and then leaves the dead body of the cat on his desk. And you hear him kill the cat over a little communication device. But you see the cat later, and if I didn't tell you, you would, might not know the cat is dead mm. until he picks the cat up and throws seconds. it at somebody's feet. Yeah. Um, you can know that. Don't end, it. go mm. watch this. It is absolutely amazing. The dub is incredible. The story is incredible. Just don't watch it if you're already depressed. <laughs> because if you are, it will make you go kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, it does wow. end on, there, on a there is hope for humanity note. But it does not. It does not make. Sh- it makes sure that you know there is a heart, of, a heart of darkness in humanity that we do need to fight. Yeah. Um, I love the dub. It was so good. And my scene, like you were saying, how uh, was it? Crispin Freeman who did the uh, dub? No, Chris. It, he did not do Hamdo. The oh. guy who did, he had some bit part in this. Oh, the guy okay. who did Hamdo should be more famous than Christmas. Yeah, like the scene <laughs> that I really like was like crazy. Like wow, um, Lala Rue wears a pendant that can she lets her control the water. Right. And this is kind of the reason why Shu and her were taken was for that pendant, and it, they don't know where it went. During one of the earlier scenes, it got lost. Along the way, um, he's saying, "Come on, come Ten on!" Seconds. God, I hate this thing. Sorry, guys. Anyway, we can go further than this. It's not that big of a deal. Um, so he's saying, "Come on, Lalaru, give me the pendant. Come on, please, please, please!" And he's holding a rose, and he's clutching this rose, and the range of emotion is from like begging to like insane. Where he's like, in like five seconds. Yeah, he's like, come on, please. Oh my god, please tell me where it is. Please. And he jams his rose through his hand. Right. Um, I mean, and you know, I'm not, you know, not saying he's doing real life, but I'm saying like the dub work was just like, wow, you know, like, he's, it's a good job. It's doing really great. And, yeah. um, the closest I can come to the range of emotion in one scene in this is something like <laughs> King Lear. I mean, and yes, I just compared anime to Shakespeare. It is that good. The because he has to. I mean, in another scene, 
he goes from basically torturing Chu or Shu in about the worst <laughs> way possible to hugging uh, a woman that works for him and I don't know why she does, whether this is okay. yeah, there's some indication that maybe this is her son. I don't know. Some people have made that interpretation. Well, she's hot though and young, so that can't be Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> that wouldn't work too well, I agree. There's other reasons, that, thematic reasons. And besides, plus, that scene where she goes and her, her and Lala Lu are talking in a room, and she says, I don't like you. I don't like that King Hondo likes you. And I would, and I want to kill you. That right she does. there. She's, right she's there. not saying either. But he goes from torturing Chu to getting on his knees and hugging her like a child. And it's, again, this incredible range of emotion in a short amount of time. And he pulls it off. He pulls it off amazingly well. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely amazing. The the guy should have a a career as an actual actor. You know what's sad is we never bothered to check who. (laughs) Hmm? We never bought what? We never bothered to check who uh, who was the actor. No. Oh, I can check real quick who he is. I, I actually said something. I asked on uh, animeondvd.com who he was. Well, just go to Wikipedia or go to Anime on DVD. Oh, oh and yeah. I'll, I'll find it right now. Yeah. Um, so while you're doing that. But he, he's, he's in next to nothing, and I do not understand why, because he is absolutely incredible. Uh, but the I was just going to say something about the ending song, because it's another good example of the... Um, the way it tricks you. The ending song is very, it's almost like a lullaby in how slow it is, in how, um, in how the, in how slow it is, in what it sounds like, and even in the way it's sung. But the words are basically, yeah, you know, I'll always be there for you, but this world where we've learned to kill each other is the only world that exists. Mm-hmm. So the words are the most depressing thing in the world, but the music and the um, song itself, I've heard someone tell me, who obviously hadn't looked at the words, that it is a nice, relaxing way to end the show after some of the brutality that you see. And it is. Oh, yeah. If there's you, girls getting it's... raped. There's, I mean, it's not explicit yeah. or anything. No, it's but not. It's ha- you know, like for one scene, it happens to a girl that you kind of get to know, so yeah. you kind of feel for her. So and there, there's some indication. I don't. I, you, they don't give really give you what her age is, but she's under eighteen. Yes. By a lot. So. Yeah. I think she's like fifteen or. 14, yeah, I, I don't want to give away why we know she's not like 10, but uh, the name of the guy is Jack Taylor, and if you go to – why is it now not taking me – okay, why is anime on DVD.com being dicky? Um, but if you go and look at what he's done on Wikipedia, he has not done nearly as much stuff as Crispin Freeman, and I do not understand why. No no disrespect to Crispin Freeman. Please now we're going to now we're gonna get a lawsuit. Like, stop mentioning me in your podcast, you jerk. Yeah, yeah. Don't, please don't call us and, and hate us. But um, but he is wonderful, and I've met him, and he's absolutely a very nice guy and very good at what he does. Anyway. But I can recognize his voice when I hear it. Hmm. 
and I know, oh, immediately, that's, I'm, oh, that's Crispin Freeman. Now, maybe that's just because I hear him in everything. Yeah. I don't know. So but, what, what would you rate the show out of four? You know, one, four out being four, a must-watch. Oh, wow. Out of four, I would rate this five. Next to um, Hannah Barenme, this is my favorite show. Uh, okay. it, it ranks right up there with it. Now, it is not nearly as uplifting as Hannah Barenme, um, but it is very, very well done. Um, it's It's incredible. Uh, if you have not watched this, you owe it to yourself to find a copy of this and watch it. Yeah, definitely. It's a good, good show. Um, so that was our review of Now and Then, Here and There. So, you know, let's go ahead and do our DVD picks of the week. I don't know if I have any this week. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. All right, so our weekly DVD picks are just shows that we would um, purchase if we had unlimited amounts of money, or a show we'd recommend for you to go check out. Um, this week... Um, Actually, CPM, if you remember, CPM went under, and they now, you know, ADV went and purchased a couple of their licenses. So actually, as of the 7th, you can now purchase, now and then, here and there, Grave of the Fireflies for a nice oh, low gee, price. Of that, that would Well, then there you go. That's my pick of the week. <laughs> that was easy. Both of those. Both not uplifting, but both absolutely incredibly good. Yes. So uh, yes. Um. Yeah. It's um twenty nine bucks. Good. Good price, and it's complete series. So um, you know, good stuff. Yeah, I think I might buy this and give it to somebody. Oh, there you go. Here's yeah, this incredibly price. depressing anime. Merry <laughs> Christmas. No, that won't be how I'll be called sell it, but uh, here's this incredibly good anime. Just make sure you're not depressed when you watch it. <laughs> um. <sighs> oh, thanks, Hoffman, for giving us, for making your girlfriend listen to us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to go over well. Uh, Look at her like, okay, I want a divorce. Even though we're not married, I'm getting a divorce just because I had to listen to this crap. Great. Oh, see, now she left. <laughs> well, uh, think, way, way to get rid of the people listening to us live, man. Yes. Come on. So, uh, uh, also coming out this week, now that the other female is gone, is uh, <laughs> yes, Kaisaku the Lech. If you're looking for really disgusting hentai, that would probably qualify. Uh, I have been watching Morbito, Guardian of the Spirit, on Cartoon Network. That is also very good. Uh, those who hunt elves, I do not like too much. I won't say anything more than that. And I hear Twelve Kingdoms is good, but I have not watched yeah, it Yeah, same thing. They, oh, they're re-releasing Twelve Kingdoms? Yeah, the complete yeah. TV series. Yeah, this is like re-release number four. The last... Oh, excuse me, the last time they re-released it, it was like in cut-up box sets. Like, part one, part two. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap it up here, because uh, we are already we over our your limit. Picks, man. Come on. Oh, I said now and then, here and there. Oh, you did? Okay, yes. awesome. Last time I talked to you, you said you didn't like the show that much. 
<laughs> well, I haven't awesome. finished it. I'm on like episode nine. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm getting there. Um, I was hoping to uh, cover a couple more things, but hey, next week. Um, Sorry about that, guys. Uh, you know, whatever, man. An hour goes by fun. An hour goes by quick when you're having fun. Yes, it uh, does. Actually, now it's been all right, an hour and eight minutes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, go ahead and check out bonsaibeat.com. There you can find past shows and our show notes and all that good stuff. And uh, twitter.com front slash jellicoon. You can follow myself on the Twitters. Uh, it's a kind of personal slash bonsai beady um, resource, I guess. I use it for personal and professional use, as I'm trying to say. Next week on the show, I'm going to go ahead and review Haruhi Suzumiya. Been wanting to do that. I'm also going to let you guys know about a couple of the new shows that are airing. Uh, last week we did our spring preview show. Now that they're finally starting to air, going to kind of gloss over them and give you guys a kind of a what, you know, would you get you a little more information on it. Now that we've been able to watch a couple of them. I am Jellicoon. And I am Zoldar, Mr. Late Man. Yes. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much for watching, and have a great night. And we can right. see you next week. Got it. So upbeat and Mexican. <laughs> <laughs>